0: Opportunity to share your word. We pray, Lord, that your word will have a place in our lives, will bring healing, will bring strength and grace in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Acting on the word of God. <clears throat> Joshua chapter one, verse one to six. <clears throat> the Bible says that after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua the son of nun moses assistance saying moses my servant is dead therefore now therefore arise go over this jordan you and all these people to the land which i have i am giving to them the children of the tr- giving to them the children of israel every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon i have given to you as i said to moses from the wilderness, from from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, <clears throat> and to the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you, all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Amen. So the Bible tells us that after the death death of Moses, the servant of God, God came to Joshua and God spoke to Joshua. Now, Moses was the greatest prophet that this people had known. Through their time of slavery, they have heard, they read about all the good things that God had done in the lives of their fathers. But during the time that they spent under slavery, they had not experienced this God. They had not known this God. They have not seen any wondrous work of this God. All they knew was what had been recorded until Moses came up and Moses showed them the power of god they saw how moses delivered through um they saw how god delivered them through moses and so israel saw moses as their greatest prophet that everything moses said they were, moses asked them to do they were going to do they had confidence because they had walked with moses in difficult times when they were in the wilderness they saw how through um through moses god provided for them bread and water they had seen all the wonderful things that the pattern of the red sea and so they had a lot of confidence in moses as their great prophet but the bible says after the death of moses god came again to israel and he spoke to joshua and so the death of moses was a very significant setback or blow to the nation of israel They really felt the great loss because this was the man who has come to them again and reminded them of all the things that their God is able to do. This is the man who had delivered them from from their tax masters and brought them and was taking them to a place that God has promised them. So they had confidence in Moses that he was leading, leading them to a land that God has promised them. But yet the man they had confidence in. As their great prophet, the Bible says he died. And so Israel was mourning. Sometimes there are things that we put our confidence in, they are paths or things that God has used in the past in our lives that we put our confidence in that this is how God is going to work because I've seen God work in this path or God use this particular means to provide for me. So God is going to continue to use this means. I've seen God bring this deliverance. Sometimes there are promises and things that we hold on to. And when they die out of our lives, sometimes they cripple us and we are not able to move forward. Sometimes there are losses that we suffer in life. That after those losses, we continue to focus on the losses that we are not able to move forward in life to see the new thing that God is doing in our lives. And so, when God came to Joshua, he did not focus on what is past. He said, After the death, the Bible says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass. God spoke to Joshua. He says, Moses moses assistants and moses my servant is dead now therefore the past is gone now therefore yes you have suffered a loss now therefore yes what you had confidence in and you thought was going to work has has died now therefore what are you going to do are you going are you going to continue mourning for the loss or are you going to move forward to what God is doing. Because the Bible tells us that every time God is doing something new, God is working. When Jesus said, my father is working and therefore I will continue to work. And so as long as you are alive, God is still working in your life. God has something for you. And so you have to let go of the past. You have to let go of what has died, of that promise that has died. That thing that you had confidence in and you had your hope in that has died you need to let go of the past and so when god came to joshua he just told joshua that moses my, sister, my servant is dead now now moses is dead but now therefore arise and so even though you have lost something in the past even though it's a painful loss i, I understand everybody sympathize with you but arise and go over the jordan Arise and go over that obstacle. Arise and pursue the purpose that God has for you. Because God gave the same promise to Joshua, um, to Moses. And now he came back to Joshua and reminded Joshua that, yes, my servant is dead. But my promise remains the same. That even though you have suffered the loss, my promise remains the same i am committed to make sure that the word that i have spoken to you will come to pass so even though the medium or the thing that you set your eyes on as this is the promise of god this is the one who is going to bring to pass the promise of god in my life even though that person is gone even though that thing that object is gone remember that my promise remains the same now therefore arise and go over the Jordan because I promised Moses just like I told Moses that I'm going to give you the land that promise still remains even though Moses is not there even though Moses is dead the promise I gave you still remains and so Israel taught that Moses was going to lead them to the promised land but now Moses is dead and when Moses died, I believe they thought that, oh, the, pro- the hope of getting to the promised land is dead. But God came and said, listen, I am the one who ensures that the word that I've spoken to you will come to pass. And I'm able to use any man to bring to pass that word. And so Moses is dead, but you have to arise. There are certain things in your life that are like Moses, that have died. And has caused you so much pain and you want to give up today the word of god to you is yes moses is dead but now you have to arise there are things that you have confidence in that this is how god is going to bless me but those things died yes they are dead but you still have to arise because God is not limited to a certain man. God is not limited to a certain method. God is sovereign. He can use all men. He can use every means. He can use every method to bless you. And so God is not stuck to one route when, with regards to his promise. God does not run out of options with regards to bringing to pass his promise. And so don't you think, Don't ever think that because what you were expecting God or how you were expecting God to bless you did not come to pass. And so the promise of God is limited. And so God has run out of options and God has run out of means that he can use to bless you. God told Joshua, yes, Moses is dead. The great prophet Yes, Moses has played his role in your life. Yes, Moses has led you people to this point. But remember, even when Moses was leading you, I was the one who was leading you. And therefore, in the absence of Moses, arise. There are things in your life that you have to set your eyes on. As the things that blessed you in the past, they were a great blessing to you. They brought you so much joy. But today, those things are dead in your life. You have to arise and move on. You can't continue to, to to weep over the past. You can't continue to focus on the past. And that's why Paul said, one thing I do, forgetting the past, I press on towards the mark. If you don't forget the past, the success of the past, the failures of the past, and press on onto, on, onto the mark, your past will imprison you and will not you will not be able to get to the promised land. These people could have said that the great prophet is dead, so we are just going to sit here and continue to mourn for our loss. But God did not encourage them to do that. In the same way, God will not encourage you to continue to mourn for something you have lost, but he will come to you with a word to move you forward because God is always doing something new in our lives. And so God reminded Joshua of the promise that he gave Moses. He said, this is the land. I am giving you this land. Just like I promised Moses, I am going to be with you. And you are the one who is going to distribute the land to this nation. You are the one who is going to take the nation of Israel to the promised land. And this, by this, God is saying that I am faithful to my promise i god gave the promise of the land first to abraham he reminded um isaac of the same promise he reminded jacob of the same promise so the same promise has run through from i from abraham and then it came to pass in the life of joshua so even though god promised abraham and abraham was no more God was faithful to his promise to the children of Abraham. The promise was made first to Abraham, but the fact that Abraham died does not mean that God has to forget his promise. And so you can trust God that every word he says will come to pass. When he promises you, remember that he's faithful to bring to pass his promise. He promised Abraham, he continued to remind the children of Abraham that he's going to be faithful to his promise, and so whatever promise God has given you, remember the faithfulness of God to Abraham, that even in his death God still was God was faithful to his word. Sometimes a friend can promise you or a promise a, a friend can give you a promise after two months, they will forget the promise they will not. Uh, uh, be faithful. They will not remain faithful. Or even in your absence, they will not remain faithful. But God was faithful in the absence of Abra- Abraham. In the death of Abraham, he was still faithful till he brought to pass the promise he made to Abraham. And so God told Joshua to be of courage and, and to, to, to encourage himself because everything he has said to Abraham, the same thing he repeated to Moses, he was going to make sure it will come to pass and so you can trust in the faithfulness of god now when you come to chapter six after god had told joshua that arise go and take on the land i'm I'm with you be of good courage everything i have said will come to pass and so joshua was encouraged he had the confidence that this is the word of god i'm going forward i'm going to take over the land and then now in joshua chapter 6 the bible says before they, After they crossed over the Jordan, the first land that they had to go through was Jericho. But God has said that, I'm giving you all the land. Go and take it. And so Bible says, well, now when they came to Jericho, now Jericho was securely shut up. Because of the children of Israel, none went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of Valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. Now the emphasis here, my focus here is that even though God had promised Joshua that I'm going to give you all the land, Yes, when, when you come to chapter 6, the Bible says Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. God said, I've given you the land, but you get to the land and the land is fortified. They are securely shut up. They are not allowing anyone to come in. It means that when God gives you a promise, sometimes it does not mean that everything is going to be rosy. It does not mean that you're not going to go through any challenge. As human beings, we wish that when God gives us a promise, everything will be smooth. But sometimes it doesn't work that way god had promised joshua that i have given you the land yet he got to the first land and the land had a strong army the land was secured and the bible was careful to mention to us that the land was secured because of the children of israel so here lies the case god has given you a promise and you are you are you have been encouraged and you are pursuing and you are going to take that promise Yet when you get there, there are challenges, and you are reminded that these challenges that you see, these obstacles that you see, are there because of you. The Bible says the land is securely shut up because of the children of Israel. At this point, you could have chosen to start complaining, God, you said you have given us the land. Why is it so difficult to possess the land if you have given us the land? why are this why is the, is it that these people are putting obstacles in our way if you have given us this land and so sometimes the fact that you are facing obstacles does not mean that it is not the will of god it does not mean that god has given up on his promise it does not mean that god has changed his mind concerning his promise and sometimes in pursuit of the purpose of god Sometimes when you are pursuing the promise of God, you, are come, you come face to face with obstacles. But that is when you have to act according to the word of God. You have to act based on what the word of God has said. And so when you, come, when you, when you face obstacles in life, it does not mean that God has changed his mind. It does not mean that God does not want you to have the promise. But every obstacle that you see in your life is an opportunity for God to display his power. It's an opportunity for you to see God working in your life. And so you must take every obstacle as a chance to see the glory of God. And so even though Jericho was securely shut up, God came again and gave them a word. And he says, see... I have given Jericho into your hand, and so God is saying, don't look at the circumstance. Even though the circumstance look like looks like the promise is not going to come to pass, even though it, it feels like you have been disappointed that the word that I've spoken to you is not true, but don't look at the circumstance. He said to him again, "See, I have given Jericho into your hand. So don't see, don't see the obstacles. Don't see the thick walls of jericho don't see the army of uh, um, the the land of jericho what you have to see is my promise what you have to see is my word so god told joshua just don't look at the physical look at my word i have given jericho into your hand, and that is enough that word that god has given you is enough to overcome every circumstance if you are facing any challenge any difficulty in life what you need is a word from god when you get a word from god that is all you need you can bank all your hopes on that word and that word will come to pass so even though jericho was fortified jericho was securely shut up god said to joshua don't look at jericho see my word I have given Jericho into your head. If you are able to see it, you will have it. And so sometimes when circumstances are contrary to the promise of God, you have to see the promise of God. When circumstances do not line up with the expectations that you have, you must not look at the circumstances. You must see the word of God. See what God has said. Focus on what God has said. And in in good time, God just came again to Joshua to remind him. Listen, even though there's an obstacle, even though you are facing this challenge, don't look at it. Just see, because I have given it to you. you. Joshua could have said, "If you have given it to me, why is the city shut shut up? Why is the city securely closed? If you have given it to me?" But God did not say, "I'm coming to give you, I'm coming to give you the city of Jericho," or God did not say, "I am about to give you the city of Jericho." He said, I have given the city of Jericho. I have already given it to you. Even though it is shut. I have given it to you. Even though the people are preventing you from entering the city, I have given it to you. And so there are things that you are believing God for. God has already done it in his eyes. He has already done it. He has already given it to you. And so you, you have to focus on his word and not focus on the challenge. And we know this story, a very popular story in the Bible how they just went around the city according to the word of God and the walls of the city came down. They didn't even have to fight. And so don't wait to see the manifestation of the promise. Don't wait to touch the promise before you believe that God has given it to you because the language of faith already possesses it before you, you you possess it in the realm of spirit before you actually see it in the physical. And that's the language of God. You watch every time God is saying God is speaking to people and concerning a promise, He does not say, "I am about to." He always say, "I have done it already." Now you just have to possess it and you have to see it. But the very important point I want to make from this page is that sometimes when God gives you a promise, when God gives you a word, it does not mean everything is going to be rosy, but when you face obstacles. Still trust in that word because God will remain faithful to his word. Just like God promised Joshua that he is the one who is going to distribute the land to the people of Israel. It came to pass that Joshua was the one who led them to the promised land and distributed the land to the nation of Israel. God made this promise several years ago before Joshua was born. But God remained faithful to that promise, and so every word that God has said, know that He is faithful. He is faithful, and He will fulfill every promise that He has set you. Now, in the New Testament, the Bible says Jesus Christ, when He, Jesus Christ, and His disciples here, in this interaction, the Bible says, "On the same day, when evening had come." He said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat, as he was, and on the little boat, uh, and on the little boat were also with him. And uh, I'm sorry, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already feeling but he was in the stand asleep on a pillow and they woke him up and said to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was great calm but he said to them why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? So after Jesus had ministered on one side of the sea, he and his disciples, he told them, this is his word, he says, let's cross over to the other side. That is the word that Jesus gave to his disciples. Let's cross over to the other side. And so Jesus has said that I'm taking you to the other side. Let's go there. But as they were going to the other side, the Bible says a great windstorm arose. This is the word of Jesus Christ. We are going to the other side. So you will assume that if Jesus has said that we are going to the other side, then there will be no windstorms. We are just going to sail smoothly to the other side. Even though Jesus has said that let's go to the other side, the Bible says a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat. Does that mean that Jesus was not with them? The Bible says Jesus was in the stand asleep on the pillow. So the fact that you are going through storm or windstorm or the waves are beating, in, beating into the boat of your life, it does not mean that Jesus is not with you. The fact that the storm is so fierce in your life, does not mean that Jesus has abandoned you. The Bible says he was there with them and he was sleeping. And sometimes we also say the same thing that these disciples said, that God does not care. For all the pain that I'm going through, I don't think God cares about me. The disciples are saying, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And sometimes the same thing that we say, Lord, do you not care that we are going through this pain? Do you not care that we are suffering this, this, this fate? Do you not care that we are going through this lack? Do you not care about me? Sometimes we think the same way, but Jesus was still there with them, even though He had given them a word and He was still present with them in the boat. Yet the storms came. The fact that you are going through storms does not mean. That God is not with us. The fact that as a church we are going through storms. does not mean that God is not with us. It does not mean that God has not given us a word. Jesus had given them a word. Let us go to the other side. Yet the storms came. Jesus was right there with them in the boat. Yet the storms came. And the water was even filling the boat. At a point they thought they were going to die. And so they came to Jesus and said, do you not care that we are perishing? And sometimes that's how we sound as believers. We think God does not care about the pains we are going through. We think that God has given up on us and God has given everything in our control. And we are the ones in charge of our lives. But as a child of God, know that God's hand is upon your life. And God is taking care of your life every point of the way every point that you are in right now. If you are in the boat and the storms are so fierce, God is still with you. If the water is even sinking your boat and you feel like you are going to give up and you have no hope, God is still with you. He has promised that I will never leave or forsake you. So no matter where you are, even in your lowest point in life, God is still with you. What you have to do, Is to wake up the Christ that is in you. Stir up faith in your heart, because God is in you. When you accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, He is lying in you. Stir up that faith. Stir up the Word of God in your heart, just like these disciples. All along, they were trying to use their 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 fishing skills, and these guys were familiar. With traveling on the sea, so they wanted to try their best and and use their own minds and their own expertise to to stabilize the boat, but after after some time, they realized that their expertise and their wisdom and the skill they have wasn't enough, and so they woke up Christ from the from the boat, and so as a child of God. When you go through challenges and situations and you you feel like, oh, I can handle this. I mean, I've seen this before and so I can deal with it based on the experience that I have. When that experience fails you, get down in prayer and wake up the sleeping Christ in you. There is a Christ in your heart. Wake up that sleeping Christ. When I say sleeping Christ, I don't mean Jesus is sleeping in your heart. I mean, there's an anointing on your life. You have to stir up the anointing and use it to overcome the storms that you are facing. Every child of God has an anointing in their life. The Bible tells us in 1 John that you have received an anointing that is going to teach you, stir up that anointing. When Jesus woke up, the Bible says he rebuked the storm. He rebuked the wind and said, Peace, be still. With a word, With a word. And that's why I said last week, and I keep saying, that your words are very important. Every challenge that you will ever face in life, words. Speak the words to the challenge. Speak words to those challenges. They will change. They will obey. The disciples up to this point had never seen wind obeying words before. But Jesus showed them a very important principle. That the words of God has power over everything every object can hear the word every situation can hear the word everything you have here on earth can hear the word it wouldn't make sense for you to see a man speaking to the wind but that is the act that is the language of God Jesus spoke to the wind and the wind obeyed in a natural sense it doesn't make sense but spiritually That is how we connect to every single object, words. We speak words. And so Jesus said, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, And thereafter, there was calm. So the wind obeyed the word of Jesus Christ. Today, you have that same word in your mouth. Speak the word to every situation. Everything in your life, every storm in your life that you want to see change, what you have to do is speak the word to the, to those storms. Every wind, every uh, uh, um, storm that is sinking your boat, that is causing you to be uh, uh, um, depressed and causing you to lose heart, speak the word of God to those storms. Because they have ears, they will obey. The wind had ears to listen to the word of God and obey. In the Bible says there was so much calm, there was great calm after Jesus spoke the word. And Jesus rebuked the disciples. He says, why are, you, why are you fearful? Why are you fearful? You know how sometimes we are so fearful about the future, we think that we are not going to make it, we think that this thing that is happening is going to destroy us. Today, Jesus is telling you the same thing. Why are you so fearful? Anytime you express fear, it doesn't make Jesus happy. It doesn't make God happy. And remember this word, when you are afraid. Why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? When you are looking at the circumstance and you are looking at the situation, it looks like this is not going to work out. This is what Jesus is telling you. Why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And so Jesus wants you to replace fear with faith. He says, don't be afraid. Have faith. Don't be afraid. Have faith. Now, I've seen people have this inscription behind their cars. Faith over fear. Faith over fear. Choose faith. Don't choose the path of faith or fear. Jesus rebuked them. He says, why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Why would you think that Jesus is with you in the boat? Jesus is in your life and you are still going to sink. How is it that you have no faith? Stare up faith. Don't complain. Don't be anxious. Trust God and have faith in God. Amen. But again, the lesson we learn from here is that sometimes even though Jesus is present with you, Jesus has given you a word, the storms will come. But when the storms come, stay on the word hold on onto the word don't allow fear to overtake you amen well, i have just eight minutes more now this is also another story of david when david lost everything david had gone in pursuit of the enemy And then the enemy ambushed them, came behind them, took over everything they had, took their families away, took their kids away. In Second Samuel, the Bible says, verse thirty, chapter thirty, Bible says now. Now it happened when David and his men had come to Ziklag, on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziklag. And attacked Ziklag and burned it down with fire and had taken captives the women and those who were there from the small to the great. They did not kill anyone, but they carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and it was burned with fire and their wives, their sons, their daughters had been taken captives. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, Ahino, 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 the Zileanite, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Camelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the sorrow of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. <clears throat> this is David, who had a word from God to become the next king of Israel. Does that mean that he wasn't going to face any storms? Does that mean that he wasn't going to face any difficulty? But if you know the story of David, just after God gave him the promise, he had to go through so many storms and so many difficulties. Situations, but every time God was with him again, the fact that God has given you a word does not mean that you won't go through difficult situations. Sometimes you will go through, but God will remain faithful to His word. So, David and his men went out. By the time they came back home, the enemy had come to ransack the whole city, t- taking their wives, their daughters, and their sons away. And the Bible says they wept till there was no strength in him, in them anymore. Can you imagine an army of men weeping together, creating a chorus? They were weeping and everybody was crying. The Bible says that they wept till there was no strength left in them. Sometimes you weep, but after you finish weeping, look at what David did. The Bible says he strengthened himself in the Lord. That is the turning point. When life becomes overwhelming and things seem like they are crashing and sometimes you you cannot help. But even though you are singing, you see tears coming out of your eyes. And even though you are worshiping, you are praising and you are crying, people think that you are in the spirit. But you are just thinking about the things you are going through, the pain that you are suffering and the tears are coming. After you have worked, strengthen yourself in the Lord. Don't go outside. Though you don't need any strength from outside of God, let your strength come from God. You don't need to be discussing your challenge with people who cannot help you. Stay in God. And so David wept. And listen, David had lost two wives. All these other men, most of them had lost one wife. But yet still, they wanted to stone David, being the leader. They were blaming David and pointing fingers at David. Have you gone through a time where you feel everybody has betrayed you? Strengthen yourself in the Lord. These were the men who David had raised. They were, they were, they didn't have anything. The Bible says they were men who were in distress, men who were in debt. But when they came, David, through the um um, keeping company with David, these men had become great men, had wives, had children. But yet, when they went through crisis, they all betrayed their leader. And they were about to stone their leader. When you go through betrayal, you can strengthen yourself in God. When men disappoint and betray you, take strength from the word of God. And so David strengthened himself in the Lord. Sometimes men are not going to remain faithful to the end men can only go far men have a limit to how they can trust in you or have confidence in you and so in the beginning maybe they had confidence in david that he was going to be a leader he was going to lead them to 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 israel and make them army generals but when this challenge happened at this point they started discussing how to stone david these were the men that david had trained but they gave up on him What did he do? He couldn't have relied on the arm of men anymore. He couldn't have taken confidence in men anymore or strength from men anymore. But what did he do? He strengthened himself. Sometimes when you stand alone and you are alone, it also does not mean that God has left you. But you need to strengthen yourself in the law. At this point, the same people, all of them have suffered loss. But now they are blaming David. They were not thinking about the fact that David has also lost two wives and his children, but now they are thinking about themselves. And sometimes it's hap- it happens that way, but you cannot you cannot blame men. You just you will still need them at some point, so it's okay when they betray you. It's okay when they accuse you. Yes, they might be accusing you now, but when you get to that promised land, they will all come and celebrate with you. So it's okay. And that's why the Bible says, he set a table before me in the presence of my enemy. So don't pray that all your enemies should die. If all your enemies die and God sets the table, there will not be people to clap for you. (laughs) There will not be the audience to clap for you and to celebrate with you. So God will set a table before you. So don't pray that your enemies should die, but they should be there when you finally get to the promised land. And so after David, Strengthened himself in the law. The Bible says that then David said to Abita the priest. Ahimelech, Ahimelech's son, please bring the effort here to me. And Abita brought the effort, the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue these troops? Shall I overtake them? When you go through crisis and you go through loss and you go through difficult time, after weeping, what you have to do is pray. Pray for a word from God. Pray for direction. David had had lost everything. And it felt like everything he has fought for is now lost. Now, what what can I do? Would I just sit down and continue to cry and mourn for my loss? But David said, bring the effort. The effort was uh, some sort of cloth that was worn whenever you were going to the presence of God as a priest. And so David said, bring the effort. He put on the effort, went to the presence of God, and he prayed, and he asked God for direction. Sometimes when you are lost, when you are betrayed, when he feels like everything you have worked for is gone, what you need is to go back to God in prayer and ask for direction. David said, shall I pursue them? Will I overtake them? Will I recover everything? Will you give everything back to me, Lord? After he strengthened himself, he went to prayer. He didn't just focus. he didn't just build a platform trying to convince all the people who were accusing him all the people who were blaming him that sometimes that's what we do we want everybody to be on our side before we we move on we want everybody to be in our corner sometimes it doesn't work that way not everyone will agree with you not everyone will be in your corner yes they are accusing him but what did he do he went to god and prayer because after the results obtained everyone was going to see What you have to do is to go to God in prayer. Sometimes you take initiatives and people will be accusing you, but go to God in prayer and trust God that he's going to come true. And so after David prayed, the Bible says, and he answered him, God said, pursue, for you shall recover. So surely you will overtake them without fail and recover all. So God gave him a word that go ahead. When you go through crisis, what you need is a word from God. The Bible says in verse 18, So David recovered all that the Amalekite had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking, either great or small, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them, they recovered all. I want to end by telling you that you will recover all the things that seems like you have lost, the things that seems like the enemy has taken away. At a point in your life, you will come back and say to yourself, nothing is missing, nothing is broken, whether great or whether small, you have recovered it all. No time in your life is lost. You will recover it all in the name of Jesus god is going to help you god is going to strengthen you even when you go through the storms do not be afraid have faith in god even when obstacles stand in your way between you and the promise of god still act on the word of god have confidence in his word and you shall recover it all in jesus mighty name amen Amen. shall we pray father in the name of jesus i thank you this morning lord I thank you, Father, for your word, for your grace. Thank you, Father, for everyone who is connected today. Lord, I pray, whatever storms they are going through, we ask for direction, Lord. We ask that you speak a word in every situation. Father, whatever loss they have suffered, I pray in the name of Jesus for restoration right now. I pray for total recovery in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that everyone at the sound of my voice will know that you are with them in the midst of their trials, in the midst of their pain, in the midst of their their are weeping oh god let them know that you are faithful to your promise remind them that your presence will never depart and leave them i ask oh god everyone who has suffered a loss this year we pray for total recovery total restoration in jesus mighty name let them see your power at work in their lives in jesus name we have prayed with thanksgiving amen 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 right god bless you